0: Chapter 13 We demorphed as quickly as we could. When my human eyesight returned, I saw Axe standing calmly in his andalite form. Against the far wall was a man in a white coat, holding a clipboard. He was crumpled and unconscious, but alive. Knowing that your brother is a controller, I did not kill this creature, Axe said. I feared it might be him. No, it's not. But that's a good instinct, Axe. Whoever this guy is, he's someone's brother, or son, or even father I took a look first at my own body I was barefoot, like I always was when I came out of a morph And wearing only my silly-looking bike shorts and tight t-shirt Even Axe can't figure out how to morph anything more than the most minimal clothing But I seemed to have all my usual legs and arms You okay, Cassie? I asked I'm fine She pointed at what had looked like a shiny superdome to us as flies. It was a stainless steel vat about eight feet across. I laughed. You know what this is? This is a whirlpool. A jacuzzi. Someone just put a lid over it. Why would they have this in a hospital? For therapy, Cassie said. You know, for people with muscle strains or back problems. I stepped to the edge of the whirlpool. I grabbed the handles on the lid and lifted. It opened easily on the hydraulic hinges. I looked inside. I recoiled. The water was sludgy, round, and viscous, and roiling with slugs. Yerks, in their natural state. Well, 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 I said. Yerks, Axe said in that combination of disgust and pure hatred analytes always showed. A portable yerk pool. There must be a small kandrona nearby. Yurks must leave their host bodies every three days to return to a yurk pool. In the yurk pool, they feed by soaking up various nutrients, but especially kandrona rays, which are like the rays of their home sun. Kandronas are artificial sources of candrona rays. Can they see us? Now, I mean? No, Prince Jake. In their natural state, they are blind. I walked slowly around the whirlpool. My foot hit something solid the pump for the whirlpool action. It was disconnected, with a wire pulled out of the wall socket. The control panel had been ripped away, exposing bare wires. Axe, what do you think would happen to all those yerks in there if the temperature of the liquid suddenly went up to, say, 120 degrees, and the liquid was all agitated? Axe looked puzzled. I believe the heat and the agitation might destroy them. Well, that would be a pity. I made a quick decision. Axe, watch the door to the hallway. Cassie, we may need you in some more dangerous morph. What have you got? Wolf? Perfect, but no howling. What are you going to do? Cassie asked. We came here to stop this sick operation, right? Well, wiping out a hundred or so yurks might be a good way to start. I'm going to hook this thing back together and jacuzzi these filthy creeps to death. There were no tools in the room but I did find some tape and a pair of tweezers. That was all I needed. I began reconnecting wires, red to red, blue to blue, green to green. Without the switches, the settings would all automatically be at maximum. Maximum heat, maximum jets. But all the while in the back of my head was this nagging feeling. It couldn't be this easy. I connected the last wire. Cassie had finished the transformation into her wolf body. She stood by patiently, like a very big, very tough-looking dog. Okay, time to boil some yurks. I reached down and stuck the plug in the outlet. It took a few seconds, then the boiling sound began, the familiar jacuzzi bubbling. The door opened, a man and a woman, both wearing white lab coats. For a split second, they just froze and stared. Andalite, the woman yelped. Cassie was on her in a flash. She leapt hit the woman hard, and knocked her to the floor. Axe moved toward the man, but the man was fast. He dodged, staying out of range of Axe's tail. I was still behind the whirlpool, out of sight. I was trying to focus on morphing into tiger form for a fight. But then, two more men, dressed in uniform as guards, came plowing into the room. The first one leveled a gun. Axe! I shouted. A gun! Axe's tail flashed. Ah! The controller screamed. The hand that had been holding the gun was no longer attached to the man's arm. Get back up to the pool area! Andalites! The second guard screamed into a walkie-talkie. Then he drew his gun. They told me later there was a third shot, but I didn't hear it. A sledgehammer blow struck the side of my head. A ricochet. For a brief second, I clung to consciousness. But then, I swooned. I fell, face down into the whirlpool. Face down in the bubbling, boiling mass of dying yurks. Chapter 14 Face down, unconscious, in the superheating yurk pool. I don't know for how long. When I woke, I had two terrifying, overwhelming feelings. One was suffocation. I had breathed in a lungful of the liquid from the pool. I came to... Gasping and hacking and gagging I was alive, but I could hardly breathe Each breath was a struggle I coughed, and I think at one point I threw up The second feeling was of pain in my head Pain like nothing I had even imagined before It was like someone was drilling a hole in my ear Drilling straight into my brain I wanted to scream, but I was still choking I was on my knees on the floor of the hospital room wanting to cry from the pain, and gasping for every half-breath of air. All the while, a battle raged. They were trying to get in the doorway, but it was too narrow for more than one or two human controllers at a time to attack. Axe's tail and Cassie's long wolf teeth were enough to hold them off. Another gunshot! Stop firing, you fool! Someone shouted. The pool is in there! Visser 3 will eat your guts! Even in my condition, I could see that Axe and Cassie couldn't last. I needed to morph to join the battle, but it could not seem to do it. The pain, or maybe the lack of oxygen, I couldn't concentrate. My brain was fuzzy, drifting. I heard a rumbling pounding noise from the hallway outside. There were more cries and screams of rage. Suddenly, into the room burst a huge black gorilla and a second wolf. Marco and Rachel... They had driven the attackers away, but only for a few seconds. Jake's hurt, I heard Cassie say. He fell in the yerk pool. Marco, grab Jake, Rachel ordered. Get something to cover his face. Axe, Cassie, keep holding the door. I'm going to change morph. We need more firepower. I felt myself lifted off the floor. A white cloth was wrapped around my head. One of the lab coats from an injured controller, I guessed. I was cradled in the huge arms of a gorilla rock baby Marco joked Hang in there, man We're getting you out of here I was still coughing and gasping But my breathing was at least improving Not enough to speak But I could breathe enough to keep from passing out At the same time Something had happened to the pain in my head It was diminishing And yet, instead of feeling more clear-headed I felt more confused Get them! A controller was yelling outside the door. Attack! Attack! It doesn't look like I'm going to fit through this doorway. It was Rachel. So I guess I'll have to make the door a little bigger. I caught just a glimpse through the fabric that hid my face a flash of something huge and gray. Rachel's elephant morph. Rachel? A voice in my head wondered. The voice was surprised. A human? Boom, whoomp, crunch. Now the door is plenty big, Rachel said. Wild screams, panic, cries of panic. I was bounced and slammed against walls and even dropped at one point. I felt us go down a set of stairs. I felt hands grabbing at me and slipping away. Finally, fresh air. We were running like mad for the shelter of a strand of trees that fronted the hospital. Cassie, Marco said. You have a horse morph, right? Quick, before they figure out how to follow us. I was tossed onto the dirt. The gorilla peeled back the coat that was over my face. You alive? Man, that was intense. That is one hospital that is going to need some redecorating. We're going to put you on Cassie. Then we'll try to cover your retreat. My head, I said. Headache? No surprise, dude. Something... I can't… I can't… Think! Don't worry. Take a break. We have it under control. More or less. Unbelievable, said a voice in my head. Can it be? Humans? What was that voice? Where was it coming from? Marco lifted me and slung me over a horse's back. Cassie. Cassie? A human, yes. And Rachel? The cousin? Human as well. My hand tried to pull the coat away from my face. What was happening? There was a voice inside my head. We were running now, running and running at full gallop, through trees, across lawns, down suburban streets where Cassie's hooves clattered loudly. We jumped a fence. I flew through the air and landed hard on the dirt. I felt pain, but it came from far away. The coat was loose. I looked around, trees everywhere, a panting horse standing nearby. I saw all of this, but in a distant way, as if I were watching it all on TV. My eyes moved left, right. They moved all on their own, like someone else was focusing them. Cassie. I tried to say her name, Cassie, but no sound came from my mouth. Don't struggle, Jake, a voice in my head said. It's pointless. What? Who was saying that? What was... Then, a laugh only I could hear. Put that primitive human brain to work, Jake! Jake the Animorph! It sneered. Jake the Servant to Andalite filth! Then I knew. I knew what that voice was. A yirk. A yirk in my own head. I was a controller. Chapter 15 Very good. You figured it out, said the silent voice in my head, mocking me. No! 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 Jake, are you alright? Cassie asked. For a moment, I thought she had heard me cry out. But no, she was just concerned. Tobias landed on a branch overhead. Is he okay? I can't tell. He's alive. He's breathing. But it's like he's zoned out or something. We may have to take him to a doctor. I wanted to tell them both, to scream, They have me! They are inside me! But I couldn't make my mouth move. It was like there was a roadblock. Like I could form the thoughts, give the order to my lips and tongue to speak. But the order never got there. Struggle all you like, human. Fight me, the yurt gloated. Go ahead. It won't matter, in the end. I am in your head. I am wrapped around your brain like a living blanket. No! I can read your thoughts. I control your body. I am tapped into your memory. I can read it like a book. Get out of my head! No! No! Oh, I don't think I want to do that, Jake. Why would I want to abandon such an interesting host? So you are the one who has driven Vizzer 3 half mad with rage. A kid. The Midget. Midget, how do you... You're surprised I know what Tom calls you? <laughs> oh, the irony really is sweet. Don't you get it, clever Jake? Don't you see what's happened, my little anamorph? Cassie had become human again. She knelt down beside me and looked down into my eyes. He's alert. His eyes are tracking. Jake? Jake, can you talk to me? It was a nightmare. That's what it was. Another nightmare. I would wake up soon. I would wake up and laugh and laugh. I am Temrash114, the Yurik said proudly. Formerly Temrash252 of the Slurpni Airpool. I have been promoted. No doubt you are happy for me. You filthy slug. Get out of my head. Do you know what my last host was? Who it was? The Yurik taunted. Shut up. Shut up. Stop talking to me. Go away. It wasn't real. It couldn't be real. It was Tom, of course. Your brother. I am the Yurk who controlled your brother. That cut through my growing hysteria. What? Ha, ah, I thought that might interest you. Yes, Tom was my host. Then he's... Free? <laughs> the Yurk laughed in my head. You're even stupider than your brother. No, your brother's body has been given to a new York, Someone with a lower rank. I am too important now to be wasted on Tom. I am to take on a new and important project. A very special host. The governor. Jake! Tobias tried, thought speaking to me. If you can hear me, move your hand. Well, well, not a complete idiot, are you? The York said. Yes. Yes, I was to be given the most important post on this planet But this is better still Victor 3 is very determined to catch you and your friends He'll be surprised to learn that you are human I'll never tell you who the... The others? Humi, Cassie, Marco, Rachel Tobias who is sitting in that tree over our heads And of course The one remaining Andalite Eximile is still. We have to get him to a doctor Cassie told Tobias. Just then, Marco arrived. He was fully human again. He was dressed in his morph clothes and walking gingerly without shoes. Doctor? He needs a doctor? What's the matter with him? Nothing's the matter with me, I said quite suddenly. I'm fine. Only, I didn't say it. My mouth spoke the words, but I didn't say it. The yerk had spoken through my mouth. No way! Cassie said. We're taking you to a doctor. You didn't answer me for, like, five minutes. Maybe you have a concussion. My body sat up. Sorry I scared you, Cassie, but I'm fine. And where are you going to take me? Back to that hospital? What if some doctor does a blood test and sees something that shows him I'm an anamorph? Like what? Marco asked, sounding skeptical. How do I know? Maybe some leftover roach DNA. Look, I'm fine, okay? I'm going back up, Tobias said. Make sure no one is after us, and see if Rachel and Axe are okay. He flapped his wings and flew away through the trees. As soon as we know Rachel and Axe are safe, we need to break up and go our separate ways, my mouth said. The yerk was considering his next move. I could not hear his thoughts, but I could feel him using my brain. He was digging through my memory, trying to learn quickly about the others. He was using my brain. Using me. I had to do something quick. Something to warn Cassie and Marco. Surely they would guess what was happening. They were the two people in the whole world who were closest to me. Surely they would realize I was no longer myself. Wouldn't they? I don't think there's all that much the Yurks can do right now, Marco said to Cassie. We're deep in the National Forest. It would take a while for them to organize a search. They need helicopters and lots of human controllers, and they don't even know what they're looking for. He laughed. After all, they still think we're Andalites. Yeah, but it means we're going to have to be very careful with Axe, my mouth said. We'll need to hide him. I think we may have parboiled quite a few yurks in that whirlpool. They're going to be very upset. It was incredible. It was shocking to listen to. The yurk was using my voice, my inflection. He was saying the words I would have said. Marco and Cassie would never guess. As far as they could see or hear, the Yurk in my brain was me. Yes, little human, the Yurk sneered silently. Your body is my home now. Mine. Body and mind, under my control. Forget resistance. It is futile. No host has ever overpowered a Yurk. It is impossible. I felt a dark wave of terror wash over me. He was telling the truth. I knew he was. No host had ever defeated a Yurk. Resistance was futile. Futile. I would never be free. Just like Tom. If this Yurk moved on, they would give me another. I was a slave. Forever. There was a noise behind me. Footsteps on the pine needles and leaves. At the same time, Tobias came swooping down to land on a nearby branch. I turned around. Rachel. Hey, cousin, I said. I see you made it okay. Then, a touch on my shoulder. I spun suddenly. I hadn't heard anyone else arriving. Axe! Just behind me. His andalite face close to mine. His big eyes watching me. And in that split second, hatred revealed itself a hatred that had crossed light-years of space to play itself out on planet Earth. "'Andalite!' the yurk hissed silently. And in that one word, I heard the same fury and contempt I heard when Axe said the word yurk. Only I heard it. The yurk did not say a thing. But surprised, unaware, unprepared, he did curl my lip and an instinctive expression of revulsion. It was a small thing. It lasted only a second. And then the yerk was using my mouth to say, Hey Axe, you did great back there when... In a movement too fast for me to see, Axe whipped his tail forward. In the blink of an eye, his scythe blade was leveled a quarter inch from my throat. Yerk, he said. Hey, Phantomorphs, Thanks for tuning in again to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs' Auditory Experience. It is your host, Daniel. Thanks for tuning into another episode. Um, I don't really have any... Don't really got any news. Uh, hope everyone's week's been real good. If you liked what you heard here and would like to hear more, you can visit us at audiomorphs.podbean.com or search us up, Audiomorphs, on iTunes. And if you're using iTunes, leave me a review and a rating. That'd be cool. If you'd like to reach me, you can do that at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. That's all I have for you this week, so I will see you next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.